Hey, this is Brenna Blaine, and you're listening to Can I Say That? Hey everyone, this week on the show we're talking about singleness, and singleness is a pretty tough topic because I think you get people on both sides of the spectrum of singleness and marriage who tend to have views to validate whatever end they're on. And I've noticed that sometimes you hear thoughts and comments on both sides that are flawed, such as people think that marriage is so much better for following Jesus and otherwise will just make you happy because you have this other person who's always with you, um, who also loves Jesus, and it's just going to be this life full of awesome Jesus following stuff all the time and nothing else. And then maybe on the other side of the spectrum in singleness, people thinking that singleness is easier or even more Jesus-like. Sometimes I'll hear people say like when they're dating, like, oh, well, I just need to focus on me and my relationship with Jesus right now, which can be true. And I think all of us who get married do have things in our own life, in our own heart, that we need to work through before we get uh, enter into marriage. But the kind of thought behind that, the unspoken statement, is that relationships, as in romantic relationships, are innately uh, a hindrance to your faith. Or on the other spectrum, that romantic relationships are innately a boost to your faith somehow. But I think it's important to enter into this conversation today with just the reality that singleness and marriage are equally valuable to the kingdom of God and Neither marriage is better than singleness, nor singleness better than marriage, but they are equally uh, but differently beneficial to following Jesus. This week on the show, talking about singleness, um, we have our friend Becca Hart, who you may remember from the first episode on Holy Spirit. And there's some things about Becca. She's uh, the manager of media strategy for a digital marketing agency here in the Pacific Northwest. She spent her entire life in various ministries, um, directing and teaching youth in different youth programs. Um, Becca is 41 years old and has been unmarried her whole life. And we feel that she's she just has some really good insight um, into singleness because she's been spending a couple decades of being an adult as being single and following Jesus. And we have seen her do it, we feel, really well. And it's a good example of what it means to be single and loving Jesus and living your life intentionally in that. So I really hope that if you're married, that you listen to this episode and gain some insight about being single and following Jesus and how to love and help those around you that are in that. And if you're single or feel that you may be called to that, that you are encouraged by this conversation. And either way, enjoy the episode. So one thing our listeners might not know about you is that you do... You like direct kids productions mm-hmm. for Journey Theater. Little plug there. Thousandice.org. Um, yeah, and you work with kids all pretty much all year round. Yeah, no. And I'm wondering, do you have any like secret stories or like funny memories that you haven't that like the greater public doesn't know? Because some of these kids are hilarious. I don't. One story always that sticks out in my mind is I don't like this kid was like we were down in the green room mm-hmm. and she's like Becca come here and she had a bottle of root beer and she um, it was like 
the cap she thought the cap was on and then she's like i'm gonna put root beer in my eye and then she just dumped a whole bottle of root beer in her eye and i'm like what the? <laughs> like so but i kind of think memories are funny like that like there's certain things you look at like i see a root beer now and i'm like katie bishop yeah. poured this whole thing in her eye so for me for a laugh kids operate that way yeah like, like they'd be like you know would be so funny if <laughs> totally. becca came down i got her and i pret- pretended to pour soda and the other kids are like that's gonna be so good another one too is this little boy he wanted like you know you give for an ensemble number you know they need a motivation and a character Uh so for charlotte's web he was a potato farmer and so he would just plant potatoes on stage but it be it started coming very downstage in front of weren't you in that show no you cut me from that show. i was waiting for that yeah (laughs) great great, cool 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 oh and then we had to take away, he had like this um, rod or something, and just planting potatoes across the stage. And I'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm a potato planter. I'm like, okay, it's in your mind. I love it, but no more props. And then the props team actually had to hide anything that oh like was remotely to like a potato planter thing. And then sure enough, like on stage during the show, we're like, I swear we hid everything from brooms. He had like a rod. I don't know where it came from. And he's like planting his potatoes, but... Let's just say the crop was really good that Great. year. Yeah, He probably planted like 100 potatoes. I don't know how it works. If you plant one, like yeah. many come out. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. I'm not a botanist. <laughs> <laughs> botanist, parentheses, potato planter. You know, because it's so broad. You kind of want to know. Yeah. You know, like, what is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Botany with Brenna and Becca. Well, okay, so we're here today to talk about singleness. It's an interesting topic because I find that when churches do a series on, they'll do like a relationship series, yeah. they'll commit to like full Sunday services for like marriage and what are that, but mm-hmm. then for singleness, they'll talk about it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I feel like... Well, there's groups set aside, you know? Yeah. The singles club. Right. <laughs> Whatever they are. I don't know. Yeah. So why, mm. why does this topic matter? Why are we talking about it? I was thinking about that. I think because it's a label, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I'm going to put so-and-so in... That's how you organize people in your mind, maybe. You know, so it's like, Brenna, married. I think that's like your mm-hmm. first label on someone's mm-hmm. life. And then, so Becca, single, works with kids who plant potatoes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's probably high up there. I mean, you fill out a form. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. hi, what's your name? What's your, you know, are you single and married? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's a defining, I think label for yourself do you think that the bible actually poses singleness as something like negative like is it something we're supposed to feel sad about or do you think is it a gift yeah i would say definitely not something negative um at all i think there's a lot of single people in the bible Mm. you know that Mm -hmm. he and i think there's a few times where god actually calls people to stay single you know Mm -hmm. paul in first corinthians you know seven seven talks about like that all men were even as myself. However, each man has, you know, his own gift from God. So to me, that's declaring marriage is a gift. Mm. Singleness is a gift. And personally, wow, could you imagine if I lived my life feeling that condemnation every day, mm. you know, waking up and being like, oh, another day I'm not living in the will of God. Mm. That's not Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And so I more think, I don't think I wake up and label myself like Becca. I don't label it like someone else would, you know. But I do see it as a gift because I, 
I, I really see it too as a gift of time. So I was reading this quote once. Um, it was from a nun who nuns are very single, you know, and she wrote, there's a quote and she says, what God, what do you want me to do with my life? And how do I spend my love? And that has been in the last three months, been kind of like a mm. banner over my head mm-hmm. because even in your budgeting money, you know, it's like, okay, like if I was married, it'd be like, okay, my husband, mm-hmm. he has to have this portion. My kids have to have this portion, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, I think you do have extra time. And I, man, I really respect married people who like find the time because mm-hmm. it's a lot of time to build a family, you mm-hmm. know, or marriage. And so I happen to budget God, my family, I mean, mm-hmm. my parents and stuff, but then I have a little more time yeah. to budget. So I ask him how to spend that. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brenna? Did you, what do you think about the gift? When I was doing missions, I was like, I, <laughs> when I was doing missions, I heard God wrong. I'll just be honest. Mm. I was like, I'm pretty sure God's calling me to be single for the next five years of my oh. life so I can do missions. But there are times when I think there's so much more I could say yes to if I didn't have the responsibility of being in a marriage and having kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's so many special opportunities that, and I, I think especially people who are single who are who are older than 25, you have life experience that you're able to hand mm. to other people. And, and being open to that. Yeah. yeah. I think that. And I, when I was thinking about doing this podcast with you, the thing that I think is also a myth is if I, if I kind of connect with it's a gift from God, mm-hmm. then I think some people have like, well, then you don't ever want to get married. No, but today mm. I'm single. How do I spend my time? Like, it's not saying done, shut off, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or that you're anti-marriage. Oh my gosh, marriage is the most beautiful mm. thing. The fruit of marriage, kids, and mm-hmm. just um, learning how to become one from two people. That's something I haven't got to experience, and that's a beautiful gift, too. Okay, one of my biggest pet peeves that I notice, especially in church culture, is people are always like, God has someone out there for you, or I'm praying for your future husband. When, like, that's not something I believe is promised. Mm. Especially, like, with young girls. <laughs> Like, I always see, like, pastor figures and people being like, I'm praying for my daughter's future husband. Not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but the, I just feel like the way that's talked about, like, makes marriage is always this expectation. And it also makes singleness sound like a curse to be mm. avoided. As long as when I see that too, like, I'm praying for your future husband, I'm like... Mm. Are you also praying for me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, just kidding. But really. And then I get that. I get that my parents, I, I know that they do pray mm-hmm. that for me, but mm-hmm. it's not like the, they don't look at me as like I'm missing mm. like an arm or mm-hmm. something. It's not like they're, it's more like they've met with me and we've talked about the desires of my heart mm-hmm. and they know me. And so then they pray for me, you okay. know? And so it's a relational prayer, mm-hmm. you know? I think when it's a prayer that it's almost like, I'm going to list everything you do not have, Becca. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Here we go. I'm praying for your husband, praying for kids, you know, like listing Mm -hmm. all my, like, then you feel like a failure a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, like you've messed up or Mm -hmm. something where it's like, also pray then how I spend this time, Mm -hmm. you know. You touched on this a little bit, like a couple minutes ago, but how do you balance the tension of trying to find satisfaction and contentment as well as the desire for companionship? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um... I'll start noticing, I'm really careful what I put in my life, Mm -hmm. right? And so especially with like movies and cultural things where it's like you're bombarded with like 
I guess, like uh, rom-coms, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, like that is a longing. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to like watch out and be like, man, I'm kind of missing something more than I have usually. Then I'll just be like, oh, you've been watching too many romantic movies mm. or Hallmark movies, you know? Mm-hmm. That's one way. And then, I mean, I have a lot of networks of friends, you mm-hmm. know? Community is so important to me. Mm. Um, that's huge to make sure I'm involved with that. I also like being involved with kids because since I don't have my own kids, mm-hmm. it's fun. I have a lot of space to give, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. be open to that. It, that one's a tough one. I journal a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I definitely think prayer. <laughs> I think that's so, that's an interesting thing too is like, of course I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Of course things can feel lonely and yeah. that loneliness can feel pretty loud I think no matter if you're single or married, th- that loneliness factor could yeah. be a loud voice. Mm. And to learn how to navigate that with God, because mm. he says he will never leave us nor forsake mm. us. Oh, do I hang on tight to that? Do I wish he could be here physically? Yes, you know. But it's that magical part of God that's like, I don't feel so alone, you know, mm-hmm. if I really open myself up to that yeah. too. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's be yeah. awesome if you're like, that's not what I was looking for, or not Thanks. not your best. And then I put in a sound that's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Later, she spirals into talking about this. It's just, it's just a mockery. Doing, yeah. I would love to ask you some questions that we got asked on our Instagram that I thought were really interesting. Is be fruitful and multiply a command or an invitation? I look at it in a couple of ways. One is like, be fruitful in what way? My time, mm. <laughs> you know, and multiply the things that I have at my hand. That's an interesting one because I think as a single person, mm-hmm. if we're talking f- like for a child, mm-hmm. if you're like multiplied children, mm-hmm. then um, it doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> how do you say that, you know? Yeah. So, whoops, can't do that, you know? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, in that sense... I, I would think the things that God has given me mm-hmm. to be fruitful in those things and multiply that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, I know a lot of friends. We touched in this in the Holy Spirit podcast. A lot of my friends who are married, mm-hmm. strong believers in God that just can't reproduce. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, now are they hun- held under this law, be fruitful and multiply, but they just can't, you know? So... I don't know, is that an Old Testament thing? You know, or mm-hmm. what does fruitful and multiply mean? And mm-hmm. not to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. But what if you just can't? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point that people have to wrestle with. People meaning people who wonder about that question. And so another question we got, is it bad to feel better off alone slash like never finding the one? That's, I think that's an interesting question. I personally think in in your whole life, like how navigating that how to live alone is actually probably a really huge gift if you Mm. could learn how to do that I mean not even saying there's people I know I think we talked about this earlier as people who are married who feel alone sometimes Mm. you know Mm. I would say more the issue is can you be alone it's not a bad thing Brenda you go out alone Mm. right it's so important to learn how to live in being alone because I think God can show up in such Mm. amazing ways in alone time just you and him who he created you to be and speak to that so I also think there's probably heartache that comes in when you the fear of being alone drives you into a marriage Mm. I've seen that kind of harm some of maybe some people I've met you Mm -hmm. know or I've been friends with 
the fears drove them into it instead of maybe love or I mean still love yeah. but I wouldn't let that be the driving force I probably would try to figure out that alone piece you know yeah and it, something else that comes up when I think about that is a lot of married couples aren't often challenged in being asked like are you are you being codependent on your spouse because mm-hmm. I don't think we're supposed to be codependent on our spouse mm-hmm. in terms of like are we supposed to rely on each other yes but I think that's another obstacle for maybe married people that single people don't have Mm. is remembering it's not my kid first. It's not my spouse first. It's supposed to be God first. Yeah. I think finding that balance in a a married life, if you found that balance before it, and and like I can't speak to marriage. Mm. I'm not an expert, you know, but I do think finding that before you enter into a marriage. Mm. Friends who've gone through marriage counselors, mm. I think that's a huge thing that they discuss is learning who you really are and bringing that into a marriage mm. is much healthier, you know, mm-hmm. than being that codependent. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the downside to being single in that is keeping yourself with codependence, right? Mm. In some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so much accountability lined up, you know. Mm. Um, my mom, bless her heart, she loves going on Life 360 and finding me and like being like, <laughs> my mom dro-. does She's too. like, you drove too fast then. I'm like, well, I, thank you, mom. Like, Or she's like, oh, charge that phone of yours. You know, uh, why does my mom sound like she's I 100? She's like, mom. oh, charge that phone of yours. <laughs> and she can use a phone and she's yeah. 100. Anyway, um, keeping accountability in there and mm. And knowing that I'm not physically alone also, like, mm. people are looking out for me. Your mm. mom tends to know where I am all the time, not mm. because... I mean, just because I, I keep that open for yeah. communication. So I guess that strays and, away from and that because question. because you're, mo- you're friends with my mom. I'm totally I just friends with to throw mom. that out there. Totally That's friends with weird. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> just assuming the world yeah. knows about Bethany's, Bethany's and my friendship. <laughs> okay, so... Not a lot of people know this, I don't think. I don't even know if it was a part of your bio the last time we had you on the show. But you were the road manager and personal assistant for the band, the Christian girl band, Barlow Girls. So if you're not homeschooled or not a Christian in the early 2000s, um, look them up. <laughs> but That's fair. <laughs> So a big part of their platform when they would tour Mm. that I remember is that they would talk about, there's like this huge thing in the early 2000s about purity culture, right? And Mm -hmm. there's like the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Mm. And so a big thing for them was promoting purity culture. And I'm wondering how has purity culture affected like you and your singleness? Because Mm -hmm. it's been interesting to watch. Like Joshua Harris seemingly fall away from the Lord mm-hmm. or choose to say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other people who have dealt with maybe shame in purity culture. Mm-hmm. How has that affected you? What makes me sad about it is like, it's almost like it it shouldn't be a culture, right? Mm-hmm. It should. It's actually talked about in the Bible all the time, purity, you know? Mm-hmm. So as a whole, I think purity, God's, God's so flawless, right? Mm-hmm. And pure and... To connect more and more with him, I think there is, like, we try to keep ourselves as pure as possible. Like, taking, you know, bread and drink, you know, like, drinking mm. wine. Like, tr- taking bread and drinking wine. <laughs> I, thought you were, I, thought, I honestly thought you were going to say, like, yeah, what? taking wellness formula. Taking you know, wellness. Like, oh, yeah, oh, cool. Where are we going? Body. Yeah, Healthy. keeping it pure in the physical form. <laughs> but I, I think that's why I liked serving Barlow Girl, because I like the idea that, we're inundated with like 
I don't know. It's hard to escape. Like, not I'm not saying, like, pornography, but mm-hmm. it's so easy to find stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you watch a movie, and you're like, oh, cl-. I still like fast forward. Everything is in your face. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. I should have just said over-sexualized, but I didn't want to spoil okay. alert for your next podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So, to keep yourself pure is a gift in, in some ways of, mm-hmm. like, watching what you're watching. And, mm-hmm. and it does help me. I... I think the longings could be bigger than mm-hmm. they are for me is if I just like saturated myself in culture, media mm-hmm. culture, let's say. But so that kind of makes me sad that purity became a culture because I think actually what happened was purity became a legalistic. Mm-hmm. It became this legalistic approach like don't date or it started. I, oh my gosh, I'm a seven on the Enneagram <laughs> rules kill me, you know, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it became started becoming rules mm-hmm. instead of a relationship with God and mm-hmm. purity. And so I find it interesting what happened, but I would hate if we got away from the idea that purity is something God does mm-hmm. actually try to build into our relationship mm-hmm. with him, you know? So do you court people? Yeah, my dad and my mom have just, um, when I was down in California, they mm-hmm. lined up like six guys. Mm-hmm. And then we, the four of us, went Where on are dates. They? Um, none of them worked out. <laughs> they were all in their 70s. They're just yeah. gross. Okay. <laughs> just can you go back? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no. No. Okay, like if we talk about courting <laughs> and like the I kiss dating goodbye, mm-hmm. it's hard because there's so many level. It's hard to put an absolute on that, right? It's also yeah. your family upbringing, right? So some parents are helping guide their kids in one way, and mm-hmm. another family helps guide their kids in another way. So it's hard to kind of condemn any one of those, you know? Right. But I think there was a bit of a explosion of, oh, but I want a f- freedom. I want a date. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I saw that with some kids. It's interesting because I think the the big like legalistic part was it somehow made our either engagement with sexuality or non-engagement with sexuality our salvation. Mm. I think from a kid who came out on the tail end of mm. the, let's say, purity movement, mm-hmm. got a purity ring, yeah. went out, did a focus on the family workbook, my mom popped a balloon. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why did she pop the balloon? I don't, I don't know that one. What I was that, that illustration? Was like, I think that was having to do like if you hang out with the wrong crowd, they'll like ruin you. Seems, but that was so she like popped a balloon. But it also could have had to do with sex. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I was twelve. Just trying to block it out. You probably just like Dennis Rainey. <laughs> You're like I love balloons, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is I think the shift that I'm seeing in our culture is that. If we could find the balance between, yes, purity, but also grace, Mm -hmm. that I think that's what people long for right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, we're like full of flaws. Why did Jesus die for us? Because of that. And then if we could find that balance and instead of judging and legalistic approaches, because we're just trying to keep us good, right? Or Mm -hmm. something. But I think the Bible's so full of like ideas around that, Mm -hmm. like grace. One of my favorite quotes is from a Jackie Hill Perry book. And she talks about how, like, marriage, she says marriage isn't heaven and singleness isn't hell. Hmm. And I think it's so simple, but it's so profound because I think we put these two weights Hmm. on these two different things. Mm -hmm. And, like, singleness, like, hashtag forever alone. (laughs) Or, like, marriage, hashtag get out of my home. I just made that one up. (laughs) That Um, is so good. Austin's like, mm. okay. <laughs> wow. Um, but that just makes me stop and ask when 
if we take marriage and we say that's actually not the ultimate goal of being Mm -hmm. a Christian or if we look at singleness and we say this isn't actually like a negative thing Mm -hmm. about being a Christian, what does that change for us? That's a great question. I think it's relationship with God, right, Mm -hmm. is the utmost, right? And so I personally think I love when someone looks at me and they see like who I am. They speak into my life and they're like, I love working with kids. And they're like, mm. Becca, you work with kids. They they take that approach instead of like something, like I think the single thing is like almost like a negative, it has like that negative way about it mm. right away, you know? Instead, you see the person for who they are and you mm. celebrate that. Marriage doesn't define someone. It's part of their life maybe, mm. you know? So maybe it's the definitions of it, taking a new approach to that. Mm. I think for all of us as a church, I've been loving to see where the church is going, really trying to, dig in and find out relationship with God, that is huge. I, mm. I think it helps guide us, shift us back to, oh, it's all about him, and then it's about us, yeah. you know? And I think to end for people who are listening because they want to gain more insight or maybe they're leaders in a church, what has been discouraging for you, like within Christian community, being single, and what has been encouraging for you from, like, out of the Christian community? I love when the Christian community... It's opportunity or you're welcome. It's it's that same thing of like mm. open doors, you mm. know, like come on in, you know, um, small groups mixed or, you know, like I think yeah. that's always good when it's not just defined. I, I think that's a choice though, right? Like mm. if you are dealing with some marriage topics, like that's good. And mm. I do think singles struggle with other topics, you know, but I think when it's like building the community and not separating so much mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm. What has been discouraging I think it's that piece of what's wrong with you. Mm. Like if we could change our mind and say, ask, maybe start a different approach. If you're really that nosy, (laughs) someone like, why are you single? You know, maybe approach it differently of like, get to know someone and then talk, have that conversation with them. Mm. If that's what you're longing to know about them, you know, um, I would love that. Yeah. Why? And why is it wrong? That, that's the crazy part. Yeah. Why is it wrong? I'm out $50,000 and 90% of my time. So being single looks pretty sweet to me. And you have a baby and a husband. And so being married is looking really good to me. Oh, you were doing like a back and forth. Yeah, but I didn't do the voice. Yeah. Okay. We could do like a new TV show, you know, like single marriage swap. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can live here. And then and I go, go live. with Rudy and Austin. That doesn't sound weird. <laughs> Hey guys, I mean, hey, I made some breakfast for you. It's like, for some reason, I was like, at first, I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. Then I'm like, oh. I was imagining us both wearing wetsuits so that the people on the TV could know who switched, but I don't know why it was wetsuits. (laughs) Wetsuits? But they look identical, wetsuits. That's true. So we both are in wetsuits. We're both in wetsuits, and it's just like, Rudy, like, snot all over you, and Austin being like, cook me dinner. Dinner, and yeah. Because that's like, what he does to you all the time. silently <laughs> in your house. Does that sound really nice right it now? It does. Well, I in have one suits? more question Oh, for goodness, you. yeah. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about... <laughs> that's your next podcast. I don't want to give any spoilers, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to be like, tune in next time for sex. <laughs> for but sex? No, Brenda, I can't say that. No, for, Rework it. Like, okay. 
Tune in next, next time, time for, for... Let me do it with you. Okay. We'll both do it. Okay. Tune in next time for... Sexuality with special guest Matt and Lauren Bowen. They call, they call me, me and cancel, cancel right, right up to this year's podcast. podcast. <laughs> Great. Bring, bring. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard or want to know more about our podcast, I want to invite you to follow us on Instagram at Can I Say That. That's where you can find what our next topic is going to be, who's speaking, and a lot more about them. We also invite you as an audience member to be a more active part of this conversation by participating in polls, answering questions, and even sending in comments and messages. Fair warning, though, some of them can be kind of frustrating. But please don't let that keep you from engaging, learning, and pressing in. After all, that is what the show is about, asking Christians hard questions. So please come and join us.